Hey, this is Armando with Don't Throw Out the Dog, the show where we take a closer look at a dog's behaviors to better help you understand your canine friend. Hey everyone, welcome back. Everyone, or not everyone, but many people, if not most people, have a dog with a problem behavior. Doesn't have to be a, a very bad problem behavior, but it can be an, a nuisance type behavior, an annoyance. But most people have an issue with their dog. Very few have what I would define as a perfect dog. Most have a problem that they'd like to overcome and eliminate in one sense or another. And many of these people take measures, take steps to actually address these problems. But yet, many, I would say, don't succeed. They don't get to the point where they've eliminated the problem altogether or they have learned to manage and control the behaviors. So why is that? That's probably because most people are chasing symptoms and addressing symptoms as opposed to the actual problem that is at the core of why the dog is doing what he does. Okay, So that's exactly what you don't want to do. You want to learn exactly what's going on with your dog. And here's a fact. Most people do not know what's going on with their dogs. I'll say that again and then rephrase it. The majority of people do not understand what's going on with their dogs. And by that, I mean that when they see a behavior, they don't know how, I, how to properly identify it. And if they were lucky enough to identify it, they don't know exactly what it leads to. So they don't know the difference between an overexcited dog and an overstimulated dog. And what is overstimulation and exactly what is an adrenalized dog? Uh, what does that mean to your dog? They don't know about addressing uh, a simple behavior versus dealing with a dog's state of mind and how one affects the other, right? They don't know and can't see and read why a dog behaves differently in one environment or one context versus another. So what happens is that they're chasing their own tails. You end up in this, this thing, this system, uh, this, this, this hamster wheel of sorts where you're consistently working on your dog. You feel like you're making effort. Maybe you're making a, a large, bold effort to change the, the behavior. But again, you're addressing the symptom and you're not really getting to the core of the problem. You're not getting to the root of what's causing the behaviors. And we can delve into whether it's the dog's innate DNA or whether it's uh, a behavior of your own making, of your own kind of, I would say, design, but something that you've enabled in some sense. And when that's the case, when you don't know what the issue is, when you can't get to the core of the problem, you're never really addressing the problem. So you think you are, and again, you're, making, you're taking measured steps. And this isn't just the average everyday dog owner. I've seen professionals or so-called professional trainers who just chase the symptom. They just chase the symptom. For example, there are many trainers who will address growling when they're dealing with a dog who they deem to be aggressive in some way. But they don't get to the understanding of why the dog is growling. What is it about the dog? They don't get to understand the dog. And it isn't that they're not capable. Maybe they're, maybe they're not capable. Maybe they don't have the knowledge and understanding that tells them this is why the dog is growling. 
Maybe they haven't taken their education to that level. But the point is that they, they don't get there. So they address the, be, the, the behavior, they address the symptom, and they don't get to the understanding that your dog is perhaps growling because you're dealing with a very fearful and insecure dog. So your dog is, feels like he has to give off warnings consistently because he's consistently feeling triggered, stressed, insecure. And he has learned that the one thing that, that works for him is to get defensive. Because when the dog gets defensive, his whatever is making him fearful or insecure kind of moves away or disappears. It could be a child. It could be another dog. It could be a human, an adult rather. It could be around specific context and environment such as food or toys or the couch. But the point is that that's not what they're addressing. They're addressing the growling. And the growling is not the way to eliminate the behavior altogether. Because in this situation, if you address the growling, you don't address the underlying insecurity that the dog is feeling. And you can address that in a, in, in, in a variety of ways. But the point is, and this, we don't have to belabor the point here, is that be very mindful of what it is that you're addressing. You could be at one of those points where you feel my dog's got some issues. I really got to get down to the nitty gritty of dealing with this thing. I don't want it to get worse. And they generally do get worse. And I need to address it. And you start to address it. Maybe you go down the rabbit hole of YouTube and trying to figure or the internet and try to figure out what the best approach is. And when you do that, you're going to get a variety of different reasons as to why your dog is behaving in the manner that he is. And then a variety of different solutions and tactics and techniques, some of which may be right, most probably will not. But the point is that if you don't know exactly what is at the core of the problem, you're always, always going to be chasing the symptoms. You're always, always going to be addressing the symptoms. And you may make some headway. You may see a reduction, maybe if you're lucky, an elimination of the problem altogether. But chances are you're not. Chances are, if you have not eliminated or rather addressed, confronted the trigger, the underlying reason for the behavior, you're really not going to be addressing the problem at all. You're, you're just putting a, a little Band-Aid over the boo-boo. You're not dealing with it. So that even if you do tamper down the symptom and the behaviors, the behavior that is grating against whatever, your nerves, uh, making you fearful, making you feel uh, insecure... If you don't address what it's the, what's at the core of it, there is a very good probability that even if you see some kind of reduction of the behavior, you're going to see a resurgence at some point. And then that's really going to baffle and stymie you. You're going to wonder what the heck is going on. Why is this coming up again? And why is he doing it in this different environment or this different context? That's because you never really got to the core of the problem. So again, the good majority of people do not know what's going on with their dogs. Are you one of those? And if so, that's easy to fix. It's easy to fix. It's easy to get a better understanding and grasp of what's going on with your dog, who your dog is, and why he or she behaves the way that they do. But again, I'll leave it at this point. That's what you must address. You have to get to the core of the problem. As a rule, instead of looking at symptoms, when I'm dealing with a behavioral issue, I fixate on one thing, the dog's state of mind. What is the dog's state of mind in that moment? In general, yes, 
But in that moment, when the dog is triggered, when the dog begins to exhibit those symptoms, what is the dog's state of mind? And then I work back from there. What is making the dog get into that state of mind? And then I start to work with from there. All right. I hope that this helps you. Maybe kind of gets you out of that little wormhole that you dug yourself into. And uh, leave a review. We'll talk again real soon.